Hey y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing in grace, and we are currently in our series on the Lord's Supper. Um, if you did not hear the previous one, I encourage you to go back and do that because we are going to pick up right back where we left off. Here we go. Jesus is so wonderful and he is so gracious. Remember what he said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if there's just a little tiny part of your heart that is saying, I believe what you're speaking right now, Charlie. When I say, hey, the broken body is where your health and your healing and you just say, amen. Faith is small as a mustard seed. And that's often just saying, amen, my friends. Amen means so be it, so be it unto me. When you hear promises of God being spoken that you want in your life, say amen. Hallelujah, because Jesus said, he repeated say, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and, and be cast into the sea and it will do what you said, my friends. Jesus is so good. So with such a small faith, because you know what he does? He zeroes in on your belief and he forgives all of your doubt. He forgives all of your doubt, my friend. And that little bit of belief he will zero in on. You know, unfortunately, I have shared these truths with people and they just don't believe at all. They flat out just don't, don't believe it. There, there are people that flat out don't believe in Jesus. And it breaks my heart. But all I can do is share. They have to choose to believe for themselves. Amen. So he's saying, let you approve. I want you to view this with the whole idea that you're going to approve of it. And then eat of the bread and drink of the cup. That makes more sense, doesn't it? So I've looked this word up in the Greek dictionary. And guess what else? You know another way that you can, you can find out the, the meaning? Because we learn the meaning of words through context, right? Listen to this. There's another scripture in the New Testament where this exact same word. It's so much fun to, to say. I love this word. Dokimazo. The same word dokimazo is used. And let's see if it has a similar meaning about approving. In 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, it says, But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, and you guessed it, that word approved there is the word dokimatsu. There it was a much better translation of it. But as we have been dokimatsu, you can say, by God, as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. Same word, my friends, and we see the same context. It is talking about being approved. In this case, he's saying that God has approved us to take the gospel, to have the gospel. You know, it, it takes the Lord and his grace to give us revelations of his gospel, to share his gospel. And then in his grace, he prepares our hearts ahead of time to receive the gospel that, that we hear preached. Hallelujah. So the same context as we have been approved by God. Now put it in, in place of receiving the communion, my friends. He's saying, but let each of you approve for yourself and then let you eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And he goes further to say, for 
For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, comma, comma, comma. The sentence isn't over yet. And this is so important because I've also heard people, see, see, he's saying if you, if you don't do it right, you're going to eat and drink judgment to yourself. And then they'll often go back again to saying that it has to do with that there's sins in your life. But that's not what the Bible tells us. We're not done yet. But wait, there's more. He's going to tell us what exactly it is that causes this judgment. And we're also going to talk about that word judgment. He says, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Not discerning the Lord's body. My friend, which element of the Lord's Supper is the reminder of the forgiveness of our sins, the body or the blood? Not the body, the blood. The blood was shed to forgive our sins. All throughout scripture, it, it says in Hebrews, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That's why if a person refuses to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, my friend, that's why they cannot go to heaven. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. But again, he didn't say that not discerning the Lord's blood. He said not discerning the Lord's body. And you also, I want you to understand this, that every time you read judgment in the Bible, it's not necessarily speaking of judgment to hell. And in this case, it's not either. And we're going to see the, the context again will bear it out. So he's just told us that whatever this unworthy manner is and the way they're receiving the Lord's Supper, it has to do with the way they're receiving the Lord's body. In other words, I'm going to tell you, they don't have correct revelation of his body. As I said, I grew up just, we received the cup as a forgiveness of sins, but the body, we just kind of ate it, <laughs> right? I mean, they would say it was his body, but there was no revelation as to, well, why did the Lord tell us to receive of his body? So he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And that's exactly what I was doing wrong because this word discerning and the Greek it's the word in the Greek it's the word diakrinon you know when I say these words in my head they come out just fine but then I remember I still have trouble speaking English too <laughs> so this word is diakrinon which means making a difference I want you to say that with me making a difference so let's put in the English definition here to help us understand this for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not making a difference in the Lord's body. Which means what? Which means they were doing just like I was doing. They were just receiving the bread with, without making a difference between why it was given and why the, the cup was given. For this reason, listen here, for this reason say reason with me reason for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many sleep for if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged 
Listen, do you know this is the only reason given in the Bible why believers become weak and sick and many sleep? You, you'll find, in case you're not sure, that many sleep, they never refer to a believer as dying because we don't die. You fall asleep and you're going to wake up with Jesus. <laughs> so they always refer to us as sleeping. So he just told us that the only reason believers get weak and sick and fall asleep before their time is because they're not discerning. They're not making a difference between the cup and the bread. My friends, you would think we'd be all over this, right? Amen. So here's the thing. What does this sound like to you? Getting weak, getting sick, having medical problems, developing diagnoses and conditions, and then dying. Is this not what we consider the natural course of life? We, we just, we're, we're raised to think that, that as you get older, right, you'll start getting weaker. You won't be as strong as you were. Then eventually you start, you know, getting conditions. We, we always talk about how the, the elderly are so much more susceptible to things. And then eventually you, you die from one of those conditions or something that you have in your body. He's simply talking about what we consider the natural course of life. And yet he is shocked to find that there are believers in the church that are experiencing this. Let that sink in for a minute, my friends. He is shocked to find believers following what we have been taught to consider is the natural course of life. Because this is not the natural course of life. This is the curse of death that came into the world when Adam rebelled against God. This is what he is telling us. There is a judgment. Listen, he goes on, but when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. My friends, there is after Adam rebelled against God, he let sin into the world and sin brought death with it. And death brings aging, brings weakness, brings uh, sickness and brings death. Right. And you know how many of you. And this is where, like he says, if we are chastened by the Lord, this chastening is not a, a, is not a punishment. It's a teaching. It's a correcting, right? For some of you right now, even now you're being corrected in your mind. We're corrected, you know, often uh, when we, when we listen to sermons and we come to the word, we're corrected to believe the way God believes. And that's how we see God's blessings in our life. So Many of us have this propensity because it's what we're hearing all the time. It's what we're seeing that we think because we're getting older, that means what? That our bodies are supposed to not work as well, right? I hear people make comments about it all the time. Sometimes I catch myself still, right? But not nearly as much as I used to, right? You can make it into a game. We'll, we'll talk about this more, but we'll say things like, you know, my memory just wasn't what it used to, or I'm getting older. And so my memory is, is not as good. You know, we'll talk about how, how we're just not as strong as we used to be, or, you know, it hurts now waking up every day. And we just expect these things, right? You know, my older people will say, oh, if only to be such and such age again, or, you know, to be young and, 
and and this and that and you know what is so interesting when you're young everyone tells you to just wait till you're older yeah just wait you'll find out this you'll find out that and then you get older and it's about oh to be young again like where is this magical age where life is supposed to be good my friend it's a trick of the devil he wants us always looking to the future like with with worry with fear or looking to the past with regrets and even we can look to the past with worry and fear he doesn't want us enjoying the present moment with Jesus. What is God's name? The name that he revealed himself to, to Moses? I am. I am. Jesus is right here with us right now. And he wants us enjoying this moment right now. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So he tells us that there is this condemnation that is in the world, my friends, and this is related to the, to the fall. This is related to the curse that came into the world. This is not God actively sending a judgment or a condemnation. He doesn't see you. He didn't see me all those times receiving of, of the, the, the blood and receiving of the body of Jesus. And I didn't do it right. And so he just zapped me with a little bit of judgment or condemnation. No, my friends, this is what he's telling us. There is a curse in the world. And it brings aging, it brings weakness, it brings sickness, and eventually it brings death. But he's saying that's for the world because that is what is in the world. But you are a believer and Jesus has given us a way out of that. He's reminding them to avail themselves of that. And what is the way out? His broken body. Every time we receive of the Lord's broken body, my friends, we are receiving of his life. We are receiving of his health. Listen, listen to this again. For not making a difference of the Lord's body. For not, as we read, approving of it the way that it was meant to be given. Many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. Which means what, my friend? If that's what happens because you're not receiving it with revelation. What happens when you do receive it with revelation? What happens when you look at this and see this is Christ's body broken for you? This is what happens. You become strong and healthy and you live long. That's the implication, my friend, that's given here. Listen to it again. For this reason, only one, only one reason not because you don't have enough faith not because you you did something wrong way back when not because you still have a temper not because you still don't have it all together not because you're still sinful for this reason one reason and my friends this is the corinthians before this paul has to talk to them about sexual immorality in the church there was terrible sexual immorality going on and and do we want that no but still, that was not the reason that they were growing weak and sick and falling asleep before their time, dying, we would call it. The one reason was for not receiving the Lord's body with revelation. So when we receive the Lord's body with revelation, we can expect to be strong and healthy and live long. Hallelujah, my friends. You can picture it like this. The curse, you know... I, it's a, pic a good picture and it's not because the Bible always speaks as blessings like rain coming down. 
But I want you to, 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 to think of this just for this analogy to understand what Jesus has done for us here. The curse is in the world. The curse of sickness and aging and weakness is in the world. And, and do picture it like a, a mist, right? And it's constantly affecting you. But when you receive the Lord's Supper, it's like you just put an umbrella. His body is an umbrella over you. And as you walk about your day, the curse cannot touch you. It just runs off. It runs off and it does not affect you. My friends, this is exactly why Jesus was crucified. The Bible tells us he had to shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. He did not have to be crucified. For the forgiveness of our sins. But the Bible also tells us that curse is anyone who hangs on a tree. Galatians 3 verse 13. It says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us. That's why he went to the cross. So that he could become a curse and redeem us from it. Amen. And yes we can simply receive that by declaring that scripture my friends. But there is a special blessing here, a special manifestation that is wrapped up in the body. And I'm going to show you the scripture to go with that right now. This is where we get. So he took our weakness. He took our sickness and he took our death. And it tells us that exactly in those words in Isaiah 53 verse four. And you know what? I'm going to read this for you first out of out of uh, the New American Standard Translation, because this is how it's often translated. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. So we hear that and we think of what? We think of like spiritual, we think of emotional. When we hear griefs and sorrows, we don't often think of physical. But it, again, it's sort of a, a poor translation. You can because when you're in a lot of pain, it causes a lot of sorrow and grief, right? Here's a better translation. Isaiah 53 verse 4 again from the Amplified. Surely he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, our weaknesses, and our distresses, and carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as with leprosy. My friend, let me tell you something. This word that surely our griefs he himself bore. This word griefs in the Hebrew is the word koli. In every other time in the Bible, the word koli is used. It is used for sicknesses and diseases. Did you hear that? For sicknesses and diseases. And sorrows is the word makov, which means pains, physical pains. It's a word still used today in Israel when someone is in physical pain, my friend. So is the word koli when someone is sick. He is telling us that at the cross, he literally took our sicknesses, our diseases, our pains, and our weaknesses in his body. That's why his body was broken so that we can be strong and healthy and live long. It goes on to say in verse five, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. 
My friends, these are physical stripes that fell on the body of Jesus Christ. That is why he took that scourging. He did not, again, he did not have to be scourged and he did not have to be crucified to give us the new covenant. He told us himself that the, we received the new covenant because of the shedding of his blood. He didn't also have to be beaten and scourged and whipped and crucified. My friend, do you see this? How he longs for you to be healthy and whole, that he allowed himself to suffer through all of that for you. And do you know that, that in, uh, in Peter's letter and the original Greek, when he says this word, he says it is by his stripe, stripe, singular, we are healed because they so whipped him that it tore all the flesh off his body. See, they would use what was called the cat of nine tails. And it was this leather whip. And at the end of it, they had bits of, of, of metal hooks and, and sharp metal bits and broken glass that was attached to it. So every time that, that whip with the nine, nine strands in it would come across Jesus' body, all those bits would dig into his flesh and then they would rip it back out and it would rip his flesh off of his body. My friends, there's a portion of scripture in the Psalms. It's a messianic Psalm, which means David is speaking as if he's Jesus in this Psalm. And he says, I can look and count all of my bones. They ripped so much flesh off of his body. He could count every single bone. This is the price he paid so that you could be healthy and whole. And my friend, it is his very desire. In verse 11 of Isaiah 53, it says, he, speaking of Jesus again, shall see the fruit of the travail of his soul and be satisfied. When he sees you, receive him as your savior and receive eternal life when he sees you receiving of his body and becoming healthy and whole my friends it satisfies him it satisfies your savior to see you saved healthy whole and prospering my friend it is his joy and his delight this is the revelation that the Lord was given to us through Paul. He's saying, I have made a way out for you. I have made a difference between you and the world. We see that even way back when the children of Israel were still slaves of Egypt. And God sent the plagues because Pharaoh refused to deliver his people. And God sent the plagues to convince them. And you know, it says that God made a difference between Egypt and the land of Goshen. My friends, the land of Goshen was right next to Egypt, but the land of Goshen was where God's people lived. So all those plagues you hear about were so horrible. His people saw them happen, but they did not experience them. The Lord makes a difference for his people. And when we come to the Lord's Supper with revelation, 
We, we remind ourselves and we give thanks to the Lord that because of his blood, I am forgiven. My friends, we need to hear that all the time because we know that we fail. But the more we hear how forgiven we are and how righteous we are in Christ Jesus, the less we will fail. We need that reminder. We, we receive the blood and thank the Lord that because of that blood, there is no longer any condemnation for us. Because of that blood, we are beloved children of God. Because of that blood, that our Abba Father sees us in Christ's perfections. And we receive. And my friend, then we take the body and we see how Jesus suffered to give us his health and his youth and his strength. And this is not just if you're already uh, suffering with a medical condition, my friend. How young and strong do you want to be? Hallelujah. Do you want to see the curse reversed in your life? Like I said, what we call the natural course of life is actually the curse. The curse brought into our life. And Jesus gave us the way to take that curse back out and even reverse it. That's why he allowed himself to be treated the way that he was, my friends. And this is something like he, he told us to do as often. I will recommend to you, if you have been given a diagnosis, if you're on medications, receive the Lord's Supper every time you receive your medication. Why not? Take your physical medication and receive your supernatural God-given, Christ-paid-for medication. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, my friends. And you know what, my friends? We are going to have to stop right there. Oh, my goodness. I know it's so hard to do because Jesus has so much for us. And I know we just love to be here and be in his presence. But, of course, you can continue to still be in his presence. Um, but uh, my time is up. So I'm going to have to let you go. And we will pick this up again next time we get right back into this beautiful word that the Lord has for us. All right, my friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you, smiling on you, my friends. See that your daddy God is always smiling on you and granting you his peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time. Keep on living, loving, laughing, and grace.